Hello and welcome to Transmissions from Tatooine, episode 28, the show that covers all the Star Wars films, TV shows, books, comics and more, in no apparent order. I'm your host, Ollie, here with our other fantastic host, Jaya. Hey everyone. And today we're going to be talking about the From Puppets to Pixels documentary about the making of the digital characters in Attack of the Clones. This is Transmissions from Tatooine, coming to your data pairs from, well, not Tatooine actually, uh. Alright, uh, yeah, hi everyone. Um, as we said in the top, today we're going to be talking about the From Puppets to Pixels documentary and something I'm really looking forward to because I find all the behind the scenes stuff fascinating. I uh, really enjoyed doing the Empire of Dreams documentary. That was ages ago now, but uh, when we did that, that I really enjoyed doing that one as well. So we're doing another behind-the-scenes documentary. Uh, yeah. So, Jan, start with you. What did you think about it? What do you make of all the behind-the-scenes stuff? Yeah, it was interesting how, you know, how pres- precise they need to be. Yeah. So in the documentary we watched it was from puppets to pixels episode two yeah uh from puppets to pixels the making of digital characters in episode two yeah so for that one it's mainly based on yoda yeah because obviously in episode two was the first time they did the cgi yoda yeah and what do you think of the cgi yoda in episodes two and three I mean, when I watched it, I liked it better than the puppet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like when you're looking at the behind the scenes, you realize how much work they put into making it. Yeah, it, it's kind of amazing just how much they go into it. And the thing I find kind of interesting is that they base their Yoda off of the Empire Strikes Back Yoda. But I don't think it looks, and like when you're seeing all the early models and stuff, it all looks like exactly like the Empire Strikes Back Yoda, but then somewhere it stops looking totally like the Empire Strikes Back Yoda. So I don't quite get what happened there, but I, I yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I think the, which, because there are three different Yodas, really, aren't there? You've got the puppet in Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, and then like a 100% perfect recreation of it in The Last Jedi. Yeah. And then you've got the other puppet in The Phantom Menace that they improved and made it look better. And then they've got the CGI one in Episodes 2 and 3. How would you rank those three puppets? And I'm saying three, not four, even though Last Jedi didn't use the puppet from four, uh, five and six, but it looks identical, so I'm just going to say they're the same thing. Yeah. I mean, I for think me to, to rank the three. Yeah, I'd say Phantom Menace probably my least favourite because it doesn't look much like the Yoda you see in Empire Strikes Back or Return of the Jedi and also I don't know that um it just looks kinda weird. Hang on, let me get the visual dictionary of it in the lab how how weird it looks. Because 
and I think that's something Star Wars has always done, really, or at least the original trilogy and prequel trilogies do. And I'd say The Mandalorian does. Uh, sequel trilogy, I don't think, push the boundaries quite as much. They're kind of using the high-end tools but not pushing it much further. Yeah. If you get what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and that's kind of one of the things that I, I like to say, especially about the prequels, is kind of whether you like them or not, we should all be glad that they're there, yeah. even if you're just glad that they're there because they pushed all that amazing technology forward that's now used on all the biggest blockbusters today and like pretty much every film that you, like, I don't know, Avengers, they'll all use like um, digital characters for like Chitari warriors yeah. and... Uh, even Black Panther, he's a digital character, isn't he? Motion mm. capture, I think. Yeah. And uh, and then you've got things like uh, give me another example. Come on, brain work. <laughs> uh, like the James Bond films, they'll use loads of amazing technology for explosions and they're not doing so much like digital aliens and stuff but like they'll be expanding sets digitally and yeah like that so yeah it's pretty even if you don't like the prequels be glad that they're there just for the technology that they pushed forward and yeah so one of the other things that i guess um, we should talk about that I found kind of interesting I found the whole documentary interesting but uh, is you know when you have um, the lady who was talking about how she couldn't recognise which people did which scenes just yeah. by the way that they an animated it because yeah. everyone was kind of watching their own reactions and stuff mm. and then putting that into Yoda and I found that really interesting because, like, if it's got all these different personalities and different scenes, it's kind of weird because it all seems like one pretty seamless character. Yeah, it's yeah, that kind of says a lot. Yoda's made up of a lot of animators. Yeah, and like not just animating, but what were they themselves. saying? Was it like fifty? or 60 different animators yeah, or something like that like it was a lot of people a lot of talented people and yeah I find all, all of that fascinating I, I love the behind the scenes stuff and the other they kind of had two main people they talked about like Yoda was the main one yeah. but then they also talked about um, Dexter Jeff Jester? Do you say it Jester or Jester? When I put captions, it said Jester. Uh, yeah, let, let me see what they say in the visual dictionary. You should know this for bad Star Wars fans. <laughs> um, Dexter. Jester, Dexter, Dexter. Je Dexter, Jester. Yeah, That's Jester. how you actually say it. So I've been going around all these years saying Jester. <laughs> Dexter, Jester. Je 
Okay, but yeah, <laughs> he he's also kind of cool, and especially like what they do with the big kind of gland or whatever you want to call it that yeah, like yeah. wobbles around and breathes in and out as he talks and all they were doing with that and then you've got um Doug Chang who was like you know when you have that um is seen the right word because like it's not a movie per se like it really happens but um you know when you've got um that bit with um Doug Chang and uh, George Lucas and John Knoll and Rob Coleman and a couple of other people who I don't know the names of and um, they're looking at all like the clay sculptures that Doug Chang's done yeah and um, like that that bit's really cool because they like, almost showed like the, they narrowed it down to two mm. so it was this one and then a long necky one yeah imagine and, what this would look like <laughs> with a and did you also notice that some of the other aliens have popped up in other places, like Wat Tamba was originally a, des- a possible design for Dexter Jester, uh, Jetster. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, uh, let me find here. Uh, so much episode three stuff in this book. Which is cool. Episode three is the best of the prequels. I'd say almost hands down. How yeah. would you rate the prequels? Like, uh, yeah, this guy. He is Watt Tambor. Ooh. Do you remember seeing him? No. Oh, he he was there, and I'm sure there are other ones that I just don't remember. But all of these examples are like really different. Yeah. So nothing similar. And then they kind of combined to make Dexter Jetster. Like they took the or whatever you want to call it off the top of one and combined it with the like the rest of the face of um, another alien that had kind of a weird uh, you know the skin bag or whatever you want to call yeah. it under, which like you know the thing that wobbles in and out uh, yeah. yeah I'm not really sure what you call that under his chin, but it, do, it doesn't breathe in something. Uh, I think that's kind of the hairs growing on it. It's yeah, yeah, but like he he's another another funny character, and yeah. it is kind of really weird because it's the only time you really see like a actual sit down restaurant in Star Wars, like. You see loads of cantinas and stuff, but yeah. you don't really see many restaurants like where you go for your burger. Yeah. Um, so everyone in the galaxy goes to De- Dexter's Diner. <laughs> uh, doesn't look like that'd be quite enough space, if you ask me. Yeah, maybe they just didn't show. Yeah, there's or like a secret back room <laughs> that's got like space for everyone in the entire galaxy. Or maybe they have a lot of outlets. <laughs> like, uh, oh, oh, like a chain. Yeah. Dexter's Diner, Coruscant. Dexter's Diner, Kashyyyk. Dexter's Diner, Alderaan. Oh no, sorry, Alderaan's uh, closed. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. 
And no, maybe it is a Jane. Dexter's Diner, but two. That would be that would have been funny, wouldn't it? <laughs> if you went into Galaxy's Edge and you were at De- Dexter's Diner. Yeah. I mean, should have I would have, and then have like a big animatronic Dexter Jester behind the counter. That would have been fun. Yeah. Because <laughs> they've got, oh, what's his name is apparently the cook. You know the cook in Force Awakens at Mathis Castle? Yeah. Is it like Cookie Tubs or something like that? I forgot. Yeah, he's like blind in one eye and... Uh, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, and I really like when, um, you know when they're talking, uh, when they're shooting the fight with Christopher Lee, um, and Yoda, and, um, they bring up, uh, with Christopher Lee, and, like, kind of joking around to make Yoda more scary, and I'm doing air quotes here, even though the audience (laughs) can't see it, um, (laughs) And they like stuck the little paper fangs to oh, yeah. model and stuff. I thought that was funny. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah, and then yeah. That must have been really scary. Yeah, and when they're talking uh, about uh it's Christopher Lee, how he was talking about how um like he had his stuntman and then they just pretty much superimpose his face onto it because obviously he was quite old then and he's dead now. Mm. Uh, and so he couldn't move around uh, all that much to perform. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of amazing that they do that, isn't it? And there are loads of good documentaries about the making of Star Wars where you see that... Um, Within a minute, which is about the Battle of Mustafar, uh, you see them kind of doing that for the stunt people for Anakin and Obi Wan, and that's all all really cool. That's another documentary we should do one time. <laughs> do you want to do another documentary next week, or go and do something else? Um, maybe something else. All know. right. What What do you want to do next week? I actually don't know. <laughs> Having these discussions live, live, well, not live, but having these <laughs> discussions on, uh, yeah, on on recording. You know a game, like the game called mm, the Old Republic, Star Wars: The Old Republic. Yeah. Or uh, not Knights of the Old Republic. Mm-hmm. It's I'm pretty sure it's just the Old Republic. Yeah. It, they've got a DLC. Which is, it's pretty interesting, so I've told you this once, uh, so there was these twins, and, oh, yeah. and then there was, they had a sister who became a Sith, and uh-huh. it, it was sort of interesting, I thought, like, if we can find enough information or like any gameplay, yeah. or a summarized I... version about it, maybe we could talk about that. I feel like it might be better to uh like play talk about a game we can actually play. Uh, oh wait, you know. <laughs> so this never happens on any other podcast that you hear us hear them discussing <laughs> what to uh do. And also, um, outside of the documentary, there's some. Um, 
other news and stuff I think we should talk about. So, um, it for the Cassian Andor series, apparently Alan Tudyk, who plays K2SO, isn't going to be in the TV show. So, that's a bit of a shame, I think, isn't it? Because in Rogue One, I'd say K2SO is probably mine and I think a lot of other people's favourite character, isn't he? Yeah. And, yeah. A lot of people were saying that they thought we were going to see um, K2SO, like, being kidnapped by Cassian Andor, for lack of a better word. But the thing is, they've already done that. You see it in a comic. Um, <laughs> Was it canon? Yeah. Yeah, it's a canon comic. Uh, I think it's like one of the Journey to Rogue Ones or something like that. Mm. Um, excuse me. And, yeah, so that's a bit of a shame. And then this is a rumour. It's not confirmed, but... Apparently, someone leaked that um, Lars Mikkelsen, who plays Thrawn in um, Star Wars Rebels, is going to be going over to live action and playing the character in live action. And what Whoa. do you think of that? Because um, and assuming it is true, where do you think he'd turn up? Actually, I. I think possibly the Ahsoka show, and then, because I think everyone's pretty much uh, saying that we're going to have, like, Mandalorian and Ahsoka and Rangers in the New Republic are all going to, like, culminate in some sort of Avengers-style team-up to take down Grand Admiral Thrawn. And I feel like Mocked... Yeah, Thanos... I feel like Moff Gideon might be answering to Thrawn. Yeah. If we are be. going with the Avengers template, maybe he'd be kind of the Loki sort of person to yeah. Thrawn Thanos. <laughs> and I still don't know what to make of them using Yoda's blood. Moff Gideon said something about it's very precious. Yeah. Maybe they'll continue that maybe they'll bring it up yeah what do you think they use Grogu's blood for do you think um it's Snoke or Palpatine or something completely different oh I actually don't know but Mm. like I'm not sure what to go for wouldn't it be crazy if at the ending you had like an evil baby Yoda clone versus baby Yoda with Jedi training and that's how it ends (laughs) With, no. like, these two, uh, however tall they are, it's, like, 15 centimetres or something. Yeah. These two 15 centimetre tall babies <laughs> fighting <laughs> it out with lightsabers is the finale. <laughs> Maybe I mean, I'd watch it. Yeah, I mean, I'd watch it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that would, I think... That would be even harder than a Yoda vs. Count Dooku fight to not make silly, wouldn't it? Yeah, that would be. Alright, here's my amazing theory. There's an evil clone of Baby Yoda that real Baby Yoda's gonna have to fight, and then he's going to get the help of Ahsoka, and they're going to throw him through the world between worlds into the Acolyte (laughs) back in time. 
That's exactly what, what's going to happen, and you heard it here first on Transmissions from Tatooine, because that's absolutely, totally what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, Ooh. maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, somehow I, somehow I feel like they're not bringing in an evil Grogu clone. Um, yeah, what do you think's gonna happen, either seriously or stupidly, like my Baby Yoda clone theory? Uh, I think, I'm gonna say the Snoke theory, cause yeah. he was created mm -hmm. by Palpatine, and yeah. he could be, you know, the source of Snoke's force powers, because uh -huh. I don't think you could create a being with. So do do you think that Snoke really is so messed up because someone like chopped chopped off his ears and stuff, <laughs> and uh, stuck him on a pair of stilts? Uh. <laughs> or, or maybe Snoke didn't didn't actually die and he's like a robot with an evil little Grogu clone inside it. <laughs> and then he's going to return in um, Star Wars episode uh, 10. That would be very weird, you know. Yeah. Again, I feel like maybe not. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not sure I'm loving my own theories about Baby Yoda clones being evil. Yeah, we went to... We went from Dexter, Dexter, <laughs> to change. Yeah, we've done a great job at staying on path this time, haven't we? Like, mm. even better than usual. Yeah, maybe. Uh, sort of, <laughs> maybe, I hope. Uh, yeah. No, I, I, I doubt it, somehow. <laughs> anyway... Yeah, uh, what else is there to talk about? Um, so, yeah, uh... What other stuff was in the documentary? Yeah, I feel like we're missing out loads of really good stuff here. Oh, there was the, like, the sea people, you know, that... Oh yeah, really the Kaminoans. Yeah, the Kaminoans. Yeah, that they're cool, and uh, I find it really funny when you see them actually shooting it, and it's like this um, lady wearing a hard hat with like a picture stuck on top. <laughs> yeah, of and that that's really funny. Like I can't help but laugh whenever I see that. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, and. Then At least they got it in, in the, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, I, I also really like when you've got, um, oh, what's his name, Daniel Logan um, playing the young Boba Fett, and after they've taken the scene with her in it, how they have the one where there's, like, no one where she's meant to be, so you've just got him, like, staring at where the eye line's meant to be, uh, but it looks like he's just staring at nothing because there's nothing there. And yeah. that's also kind of funny. And he must have been a pretty good actor because like, it's kind of hard to keep an eye line that's not there, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. 
you know when they uh, chose the three, when they were choosing the three. Coming on. Yeah. I was sort of surprised they didn't go for the third one. They <laughs> Is just that what you would have gone? Yeah, they just went for it because it's underwater, you know? Yeah. Maybe Prims would have been. Well, it's not underwater, is it? It's like over the ocean or something. Yeah, but then, you know, you got Yeah, like water. Yeah, but they went for the longest neck instead. Mm. No, they, wasn't it the shorter necked one? I thought they went for the longest one. No, because the longest one was the was the one with the frill on it. No, no, no this, there were two short ones, one with the frill and one with the longer one. Yeah, but the... <laughs> <laughs> Look at us guessing all pedantic. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I thought they went for the like shorter one. Yeah, it, it was one without the frill. Yeah. Yeah. On that we can agree. And what I find interesting though is they actually went um back to um the frill with one of them, the like Prime Minister of Camino, uh where are they? No. Keep talking because again the audience don't think really cares that much. I'm not sure what to talk about. Uh, you guys should just wait. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not the most professional with this, are we? I thought um, you paused it like a few pages ago. You've got uh, some Kiminoans there, but you don't have the Prime Minister. Oh, hang on. No, this guy. See, he's got a little... Look, Prime Minister Lama Su. Uh, that's who I was... Yeah. He's got, like, a frill, hasn't he? So they did go back to it, but... Yeah, it's for very mm. important people only. <laughs> yeah. Exclusive feature. Or it's something about, like, the males have frills and the females don't, or something like that, I think. No. Uh, let me see. Oh, yeah, we. Female Kimono's lap head crest. Yes, there. Yeah. So, yeah, that's. That's it, yeah. Um. So, yeah, and then it's really interesting. Have you seen, like, the pictures of when they were shooting the Kimono scenes when. It's just like you and McGregor and on like a full blue screen set and it's just him and nothing else. <laughs> yeah. It must be so hard to act with that because like you've got nothing to go on. Yeah. 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 I find the whole like idea of digital technology kind of amazing and when it's done well it's brilliant yeah i just feel like we see it not done very well so often that they kind of get a bad rep don't they digital yeah. technology and i mean like you can see here with digital yoda and all the amazing special effects and the prequels <laughs> that it can work well yeah um i think 
Yeah, I think they're kind of amazing. It's kind of amazing to see the amount of work that goes into it, and that's kind of what I, I guess that's what I took away from the documentary. Is kind of yeah, they put a lot of work into it. Yeah, because they have to like go frame by frame. Yeah, that must have been. Then they have to put texturing on it, and then they. I I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't have the patience (laughs) to do that. Like even if you're being paid loads of money to do it. Maybe, but it's still like frustrating. Yeah. Every frame, that's a lot of. Yeah, and I think now they've got like keyframe animation, which makes it easier because yeah. then you can do like, because if you're going at twenty four frames per second like the movies do, yeah, then, then it, you might time, be able to do like four frames per second rather than twenty four. Yeah, but then at that time it was. At that time, I don't think they had keyframe animation, or if they did, it wasn't good enough for them to use, or something like that. Yeah, um, any any last words? Mm, Um, (laughs) That sounds a bit... Ominous. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, not really. No. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so... I feel like we're kind of coming to the end here, aren't we? Pretty yeah. short episode, but yeah, uh, I think half an hour's not bad, is it? Yeah, the episode mainly focused on Yoda. Yeah, just just listen to this episode and another one if you were hoping for a full hour. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, yeah, cool. So I uh, yeah, thank you for listening to today's episode. Please be sure to follow and subscribe and leave a comment and a review and I hope you'll consider five stars and all of that good stuff. Uh, and yeah, um, until next time, we have spoken. I really enjoy saying that. <laughs> yeah, uh, so yeah, bye.